The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all-new Hyundai Santa Fe's features like available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads ensure you can take on any adventure. Available H-Track all-wheel drives so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud. Standard third-row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together. Available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone. Whether you're tailgating out in the dirt lot, Carter Finley, shout out Carter Finley, or whether you're whitewater rafting, taking the entire family on an adventurous trip, maybe you're out camping at Mount Rogers. I used to go as a kid, wish my parents had a Hyundai Santa Fe. The Hyundai Santa Fe is perfect for your family outing. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, CBS Sports Daily Football Podcast. I'm Will Rinson. I'm your host. It is Monday, June 13th. If you're listening to the podcast, is that right? You can use your fingers. Sounds right. That is right. Yes. Yes. Everything's on the table. Yes. (laughs) If you're watching, it is Friday, June the 10th. On YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six. But, of course, we love our listeners as well. June 13th, we are so close to Ryan Wilson turning 54. It's incredible. That's a big That's a big, That's a a big. big one. Ryan. Your birthday's the day before mine. How old are you going to yeah. be again? 41. 35, <laughs> if you ask the youth. Oh, yeah, you were on the podcast Wednesday when this guy was telling all sorts of lies, Breach. He said not one... <laughs> But two three-year-olds informed him that he looks like he's 35 or, or younger. Okay, three-year-olds are literally the least reliable age guessers. I had a three-year-old. I didn't say three-year-olds. Debo did, but he's. I'm sure Debo's more right than this. Three-year-old once guessed that I was 18, and then there we, five go. Minutes, there we go. Five minutes later, another three-year-old guessed that I was 64. And that's exactly what Debo's point was, and that explains a lot as to why Brinson, if he's even telling any shred of truth, was talking to someone younger than than five. I don't really have um, ton of conversations. Yeah, tell it to the three year old was like, "You look like you're ninety seven. I'm not going to be like, "Oh, by the way, a three year old thinks I'm ninety seven. No, well, maybe three year old says you're thirty five. You're going to bring that up. But maybe you should take that as a compliment. If like a three-year-old thinks that one thousand is old, then ninety-seven is actually pretty young. So you have to get the frame of reference there before you grill them. And there you go, folks. That's the serial killer point of view. I hear a three-year-old crying in my house right now. Ooh. The irony. Wait, serial three? No, no. Unless he's kidnapped a three-year-old. <laughs> That's what. <he's> <laughs> Why is a three-year-old crying in your house? He's two, but it's the same thing. Because okay. he kidnapped a three-year-old. How are you finding the two-year-old, the terrible twosomes going so far? Terrible twos, go, terrible twos going so far. You know what? This baby is not. This kid's not a whiner, this but baby. definitely. Oh, you're terrible oh, you're twos, baby and kid. That's a tough the, spot. The terrible twos do come with some extra whining. That well, look before that. we start. It's funny you mentioned that breach because I was going through the Would You Rather's while Brenton was uh, getting his hair plugs ready. So we'll do this one quickly. And we'll go in. Would you rather 
Speaking of the terrible twos, have a baby that cries twice as loud and often as other babies, or whatever one that goes text is <laughs> one that goes to the bathroom twice as often, but is very quiet and well behaved. Well behaved be... kid in a heartbeat. Poop no, but you're changing diapers off, all day long. You're changing poopy diapers. Uh, all day I mean, breach isn't. Brettson has not changed one diaper. Which I've changed one? lots of diapers. Which ones do you want, Breach? I have diapers, frankly. Yeah, I, I shockingly I think I agree with Brenton. I think that once you start changing shockingly, this is an easy one. Well, once you start changing the dirty diapers, you're just it's a cycle. You don't smell it, you don't think about it. It's just like you get in, you get out, you're done, it's you throw good. the diaper away. You don't and, even but then you, you don't have to deal with and if we're talking about it's double the output, is that what it says? It's like yeah. if the kid only takes a dump once a day, you're only going up to twice a day. That's not a lot. Well, I, I mean it. I think it's more, it's the, the frequency. It could be once an hour, for example. It, I mean, the point is that it's enough to, to give you pause, but I think, yeah, you sort of just, you go to your special place and you clean the diaper. <laughs> I mean, by the end, you're getting it on you. You don't even care. You just, you just want to get done with it. And I think if the baby's being quiet, because worst case scenario is baby poops, loose stool, oh, yelling God. and screaming, kicking legs, and it's all sorts of things. I mean, I'll take I'll take poopy baby versus screamy baby. Yeah, no, that's right. All well, I think that. if you do have a young kid, you do realize that sleep is the most important factor. And if you have a kid crying all the time, you're not going to get any sleep, and then your life's no. just over. You're, you're, I'd be crabby on all these podcasts. Do you know how my, good a dad I was? I when my son, my oldest son, was he must have been like six months old or something, maybe five months old or something. Um, we were upstairs in his room uh, on the changing table, which is basically on top of a chest of drawers you know you yeah. had a little baby up yeah. there and i left the diapers downstairs so oh, he i had already taken his open his diaper it had you know poop all in or whatever so i was like i can't put the diaper back on him so i opened the the bottom drawer the, the top drawer and the drawers underneath it just in case sprinted downstairs and i probably got three steps outside the room he rolled off the bed and fill, fill out off this little bed and fell into this little drawers there <laughs> i was like yeah You'll be fine. So I said, "Hey, look, it's oh called it's called being smart." I cannot believe that. Literally, twelve years later, somebody from child services is going to be listening <laughs> to this podcast. Show up at Wilson's house. I'm sure worse has happened. All right, let's go. Now we know how Breach feels about poopy diapers. Oh my god! Well, yeah. I guess now we can finally get to the important matters. Melbourne. Thank you, Breach. And we start from whatever. 69 <laughs> from Germany. <laughs> Greetings. Oh boy. Everyone is saying that Watson is a superstar quarterback, question mark, mostly because he led the league in passing yards the last time he was on the field, four wins. Fair point. Everyone is enamored by that. Davis Mills and Taylor got them also to four wins. The roster wasn't better. I know Billy Brinson wasn't there anymore. Well, a better situation. I am not a great tape head, but I think the Browns made a terrible trade. Even excluding the off-field allegations, with them, is it, in my opinion, much worse? I see that he is talented, but I think the Browns paid too much for a good but not great quarterback in terms of money and draft capital. What do you think about that? Or what are you thinking? Best regards, Stefan from Germany. First of all, I think, Stefan. I think Stefan is on to something, actually. I, I heard think he folks, might be on to something. I heard folks yeah. make this point. He didn't play last year, Deshaun Watson. That's a he concern. Paid, he has not play. What would you say? He got paid and did not play. 
Yeah, but the point is he didn't get the reps. That's what I mean. The the pay and stuff. That's a whole different conversation. And we've talked in recent weeks that he we don't know when he's going to play again. He may have to sit out half the year, maybe more than that. So maybe he hasn't played a whole year and a half by the time he gets back on the field. He's and also, Trey Lance. He's an older Trey Lance. Um, with off-field allegations. Not that works, but anyway. Um, and also the the specter of playing in Cleveland, which is always seems to things go sideways for that fan base. I, I don't think it's crazy. Now, look, Davis Mills, and we've talked about this as well, he had zero pressure. Like, he could just do, he could have thrown 10 interceptions a game, and he still was going to start the last half of the season or whatever it was. I, th- I thought he played pretty well, and I think that's encouraging, so on and so forth. Um, and Deshaun Watson is clearly better than Davis Mills and Tyrod Taylor put together. And Deshaun Watson is probably a top-five quarterback. I think he currently leads active quarterbacks in completion percentage. And, of course, our guy Kirby Cousins is number two, which either hurts or helps the stat, depending on which way you look at it. But I don't think it's a done deal that Deshaun Watson is the savior in Cleveland. I think I don't know what the odds look like now, but as recently as two weeks ago, it was Cincy and and Baltimore, uh, Cincy and Baltimore at the top. And then I think um, Cleveland was close behind in terms of odds to win the division. The Steelers were, were further back. I don't know if Cleveland's dropped more. If they have, it certainly would make sense given the the recent developments in the news off the field. Well, I think Wilson. One thing I would, did you just say you think Watson is a top five quarterback? In general, yeah, I think he's. You know, I don't think he is, and I so is I, I mean, I, I, you'd probably put Patrick Mahomes above him, correct? Yeah, of course. Yes, just clearly. for this upcoming season, Josh yeah, Allen. No, 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 you said probably. All yes. right, yes. definitely put Patrick Mahomes above him. Yeah, Josh yeah. Allen. Yeah. Yes. De- yeah Aaron Rodgers. Yes. yes. Tom Brady. Yes. Yeah. I don't like Tom Brady. Uh, but uh, Justin, Justin Herbert. Herbert. Yeah, Joe Burrow. Wait, wait, wait. wait like wait, I, wait. I absolutely think Sean Watson's a top ten quarterback, but I'm not sure that he's a top he's not, five. He's, quarterback. He is. He is. And the idea if we not just a top five quarterback. If we just look at this from a completely football standpoint, the idea of trading three first round draft picks and giving two hundred and thirty million dollars fully guaranteed to someone, as Ryan mentioned, did not play a single snap of football last season, so sat out a whole entire year, is not a top five quarterback. Uh, and like our reader pointed out, only won four games in That's 2020. Fine. I'm not so sure. It just seems like the Browns went a little crazy. And that's just from a football standpoint. You throw in, obviously, 24 sexual assault lawsuits. It just becomes, uh, it looks like a dumb decision. Um, so, Bruce, let me, let me ask you, take, you this. Would you take Deshaun Watson over Matthew Stafford for 2022? I don't. I mean, it, I, 2023 is the question because I uh, haven't seen. Wait, okay, I mean, because I just because I haven't seen Deshaun Watson play. Like he may be truly terrible. I don't know. But yeah, next Dak year, or if, Deshaun. What do you say now? Dak or Deshaun for 2022? I probably take Dak, just because I've seen Dude. Dak play. That's Lamar the issue. or Deshaun. Lamar, Lamar should be. Lamar should be in that top. Or Deshaun's a top ten quarterback. Russell, Russell Wilson Russell, or Deshaun Russell. 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 I think. I think. I mean, like obviously, I'm. But again, Stafford. go back. Go back two years and have these same conversations and you're going to get different answers just because we saw Deshaun Watson play. And, and that's a huge issue. Daniel Jones or Deshaun Watson for 2020. That's, that's all right. <laughs> I'll take uh who's the backup that with the cap Sam Darnold or Deshaun. Davis. Davis but uh, Brinson, yeah. The point stands and you name these quarterback stands that Watson's barely, he's, he's a top 10 quarterback, but not Maybe. even like you could argue him out of it. And I don't think any of us except for Wilson think he could crack the top five. Hey, Debo, uh, knowing, assuming no off-field issues with Deshaun Watson and him still not having played until he, whenever he played last, 
and for the compensation. Would you want Deshaun Watson in Philadelphia over Jalen Hurts? Oh, he's making no, oh, boy. I am making one eight hundred calls, but um, not seven six. <laughs> no, just knowing kind of the capital that they have built up and and had this year, no, not really. Like I'd rather take my chances on someone else. Yeah, I think. That's I told. Right. I mean, I told you before. Like he was outside my top ten, and I Ooh. for me to say Dak Prescott over Deshaun Watson, I feel like means something, and and I fully believe that. Dieter's got the moral high ground on us. Right. Um, so Point down going pew, pew. how big of a uh, a role does Cleveland play? Like, let's say again, assuming no off-field issues, just so we can have this conversation. Uh, how much New England? I, I was going to say, how much better would you feel? Because th- those rosters, you could argue that Cleveland's roster outside a quarterback is better Cleveland's, than Cleveland's New England. Definitely better than New England. So, how many wins in the AFC North with Cleveland versus how many wins in the AFC East with the Patriots? It's going to be, I feel, substantially different. No. Are you asking Debo? No, I'm asking you. I'm asking you. You're, asking you're, you're on the podcast right now, Breach. I'm asking I you. I felt like you were asking well, you were th- Yeah, well, Brinson thought you were asking yeah, Debo. Yeah, I was, oh, well, if we both thought it, you clearly did not have a good segue. Was he asking Debo at the Patriots? <laughs> no, so what was the question? Yeah. I tuned out because I thought you were talking to Debo. Yeah, once the operator went off the screen, I was off the uh, audio. I was no longer talking to Diva. <laughs> Assuming that you trade, you were big connected in seven point seven minutes. <laughs> Please enter your credit card information <laughs> for John Doe. Type seven if you want to talk to Dane. <laughs> uh, talk to Illusion. Uh, Breach. The question was, and this is just me, sort of a uh, long way around getting to the point that Cleveland could be cursed itself. Um, yeah. As I was saying to Brinson, the Cleveland roster on paper outside a quarterback is much better than the, the Patriots roster, at least slightly better. You would imagine, given that, Cleveland would win more football games. But tell me how many wins Deshaun Watson gets in Cleveland versus how many wins he would get in New England. Yeah, I mean, I feel like he probably gets 10 wins in Cleveland and 10, 10? wins in New Wait, England. 10? In Cleveland? If he plays the whole season, yeah, I think he gets 9 yeah. or 10 wins. No, I'm thinking like 7 or 8. If he plays the whole season in Cleveland, it, yeah, you can't yeah, say he he's a top ten quarterback and he gets seven wins in Cleveland. I mean, Ryan, my point is that Cleveland might, plays might, a big. If, if, if Watson played the whole season, they might start four and zero. They play the Jets and the Panthers yeah. and the Falcons in the first three weeks. I think, I, ten, my, I think a full season, no off-field issues. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is ten wins. Well, how many in New England then? Because he had four in Houston's point. Um, I think ten in New England. I well, I my my contention, and this you guys are just crapping all over my point. I think Sorry. he wins like 10 or 11 New England. He went seven or eight in Cleveland. My point is that Cleveland, outside of wherever you rank Deshaun Watson, is inherently cursed as a sports town. That was my point. No, we basically agreed with you because if we're saying the Patriots, who have a lesser roster, can still get as many wins with Watson as the Browns, who have a better roster, that's still essentially agreeing with what you're saying. I wanted more agreement. Oh, sorry. I think I think the larger point that, our, that Stefan from Germany was making – exist though like the browns not only may have screwed up by trading for deshaun watson because of the off-field stuff but maybe they did maybe maybe when this is all said and done if he's suspended half a year a full year three a quarter of a year three quarters of a year that this will look like a bad trade by the browns because watson just isn't as good as he once looked at various points in time. Uh, American Academy. What I was going to say real quick is that, you know, our, our the Stefan pointed out that, hey, Deshaun Watson led the NFL passing yards in 2020, but they only won four games. But 
you know, he did lead the Texans to the playoffs two times in four years. Had a 24 nothing lead on the Chiefs. Uh, so it's not like, you know, he was good. Yeah, for- you know what? I made a, I made like a, you know, 36 in my ACT, final AP English exam. So, like, whatever. Yeah, what but that was like 20 about? years ago. This wasn't exactly. It's not 20 years ago. Yeah, it was like three seven years, years ago. Three years ago. Three years ago. No, please. It was 100 years ago when it happened. <laughs> but, you know, when they were going to the playoffs in 2018 and 2019, he was throwing to a DeAndre Hopkins who was in his prime. Uh, and uh, do the Browns, yes, they have Amari Cooper, but do they have anybody as good as DeAndre Hopkins was in 2018, 2019? Also, Kevin Stefanski, who has, over the course of his career, limited the number of passing attempts and throws for quarterbacks. Now, I was sort of under the impression that they were changing their offense based on some of the stuff that you read this offseason and and sort of some of the stuff they've done, but they do. They have Amari Cooper's awesome. They have, they have weapons, but I don't know. Um, all right, more Browns hold talk. Hold on. Mary Kay Cabot uh, tweeted out on Friday afternoon that the Browns are still all in on Deshaun Watson and not looking to void the record $230 million contract or trade with the Texans. League sources tell Cleveland.com. AKA the lawyers haven't found a loophole. I mean, again, this is, June, this is June 10th. They're going to, why wouldn't they say that? You have to say that. You can't turn yeah, on Deshaun you have Watson. To say that. You can't turn on Deshaun Watson on June 10th. Like, if the NFL comes out next month and says he's suspended for a year, then maybe you turn on Deshaun Watson. You're saying, yeah, we're going to these voided, these guarantees voided. We're going to, we don't want him. We're going to get the trade rescinded. But right now, you have to back him. You don't have a choice because you just gave up everything. And by the way, that it is that they're um, having to, like, they're like, we are not attempting to void the largest contract. Let let me put it to you a different way. What did you think was going to happen? When you signed Sean, what did you think was going to happen when you signed to Sean Watson or trade for him? Excuse me. Um, this. Right. That's my point. Yeah. So why? I don't know if they're acting surprised or not, but this should not. This should come as no like, surprise. The Browns traded for someone who had 22 sexual misconduct lawsuits hanging over his head. And they thought things were going to get better after the trade, unresolved, and not you know. Now obviously the numbers up to 24, but that's on the Browns for thinking that things were magically going to get fixed. Like, yes. that's just insane. And again, we talked about this. He has been accused of nothing. The two grand juries chose not to convene, but this isn't a legal issue. This is a Roger Goodell, whoever's going to make the decisions, haphazardly making rulings issue, which has been the sort of the NFL's MO for the last. But 10, also the grand, even the grand jury thing, Ryan, as the New York Times story pointed out that, that uh, Rusty Harden, Sean Watts' lawyer is chummy with the district attorney met with him a dozen times talked with him met and talked with him over the phone, whether it was in person on the phone, they talked often and they talked so often that Tony Busby, the lawyer for the, the plaintiffs was just like, I had no idea these two were talking that often. So mm-hmm. that could have played a role. And why that, that was, that was a, if you are a legal aficionado, a fascinating little nugget. Like the DA was like, Whoa, whoa. I'm sorry. You talked to, you talked to Rusty Harden 14 times about this case. He's like, I've gotten two and a half minutes. Like, you know, like, oh, like no, right, no. right. The, the plaintiff's attorney, not the well, yeah, attorney. Buzzer. Yeah. Yeah. So you got a DA. Yeah. Or he's talking about the DA. He was talking to the DA. Right? The DA won't talk to us. Oh, yeah, right. But he's DA in, you know, communicating civil and uh, criminal cases. Either, either way. It's like, it's like Rusty Harden's like, hi, buddy. What's going on? 
just having a good old Wednesday. Yeah, that's great. You know, I yeah, I I know, I know. Roger Clemens was a mess up. I almost got him off. But anyway, back to that Sean Watson thing. And they talk for like nine minutes, and then the the DA call attorney Busby calls, and he's like, Hey, um, hey, uh, hello, this is attorney Busby calling about the 22 civil lawsuits with uh, Deshaun Watson. He's like, uh, hey, Tony, I really don't have any time right now. I'm going to have to go. And I, like, I got someone in my office. And it's actually yeah, he's like, Here, here's my paralegal. And I mean, like Rusty Harden's talking to him like um, for just an hour and a half every time he calls. Anywho, more Browns talk from at the walking goat one Ooh. Huh, on Twitter, I believe. Does he fancy himself the walking goat? What's the what's the deal there? Tom Brady's was, walking goat. Was paying David Njoku early and trying to jump the big tight end contracts a smart move? Smarter than Deshaun Watson's right. What a big jam! Wallace took it in his. Well, I mean, I think the thinking was that. To, no, the answer is no. There's I'm three. Gonna, there's four quarterbacks paid above it, David Njoku, and it's. George Kittle, Travis Kelsey, Dallas Goddard, and Mark Andrews. I don't know if you guys know what those guys have in common that David Njoku doesn't, but it's production on the field. Yeah, the the, the price tag is a concern, but if you think this is the year, and he wanted to be traded last year at some point, maybe after the season, you cut Austin Hooper, who was a blocking tight end primarily after paying him a lot of money, and now you have Harrison Bryant, and I'm not, I don't have the, the roster in front of me, but I don't think they have a whole lot else at the tight end position, but tight ends are, are sort of important to what Stefanski does typically, but who knows what the ops will look like. Um, Joku, Brian Harrison, Miller Forstall out of, out of Alabama. And, and that's about it. So yeah, they don't have a lot there. I don't know. I, I don't love it just for the prices you mentioned, Brinson, but uh, on some level, I understand it, but would you rather have Jarvis Landry? I don't know what he would want or David and Joku. I think I'd rather have Jarvis Landry because David and Joku is not yeah. out there blocking people. Well, who's throwing Joku? Uh, Reset or <laughs> Watson. Well, I mean, you're signing this. I mean, guy, the, the next, the next highest paid tight end, two tight ends after David and Joku per uh, over the cap are Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith, which is just weird because they're both on the same team. Mike Gusecki, Dalton Schultz, Zach Ertz. <laughs> I'll give you. Are you guys looking at this? Because if no. you're not, I'll give you CJ Uzama or Tyler Conklin. No, no, no. no. You, I'll give you a hundred guesses. You won't get it. What conference? It is the NFC. Um, NFC tight end? Max Williams. Kyle Pitts. Nope. That's close, though. Oh, that's a good guess. I just felt like going down to a rookie would have been something we Kyle wouldn't Pitts is two, two below the number that I'm looking at. Uh, Gronkowski is not under contract. You won't, you'll never, you won't get it. Who is you'll it? never get it. I don't even know. Who's the Saints tight end? Is Darren Waller up there? <laughs> oh, that was a good good team guess, but I don't think you'll get it. <laughs> it's not Saints. It is the Saints. Who's the Saints tight end breach? And he's uh, I don't know, but the way Brinson's grinning, I bet it's Taysom Hill. Ah! Uh, I never ever would have guessed if exactly. Wilson didn't if say Wilson things didn't to say them, like, and gave it away. I feel seen. Why is he with? Oh, he is a tight end. I guess yeah. is that what yeah, Evan Ingram did. Why is this dumb? Logan Thomas, Will Disley. So, like, no, I don't think it was smart to get ahead of the curve yeah. and pay David and Joe. I, I don't mind the David and Joku contract because he's still very young. It sounds um, like you do. Well, you mentioned his production, and just to be clear, he has been in the NFL for five seasons. He has one season where he went over 500 yards receiving. Is that his fault? One. No, it's probably I, the, I'm not saying it's anyone's fault. I'm just saying that 
I'm not sure I'm paying someone $13.7 million a year when they have. I'm pretty confident I'm not paying somebody $13.7 million a year if they haven't gone over 500 receiving yards in their career. To put that in perspective, uh, Travis Kelsey has more yards over the past two seasons, two seasons than Njoku has his entire career. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Just, have David Njoku or Taysom Hill? Oh, don't ask me that. That's not fair. This, I mean, if I'm the Browns, probably Taysom Hill, since my quarterback's probably going to be suspended. <laughs> I can put Taysom back there. Hey, quarterback and tight end. All right. Boom. Yeah, this is just a weird because there's, you know, Njoku was never going to be the highest paid tight end. So it's almost like you're bidding against yourself here. And once you hit him with the franchise tag, you're giving him at least $11 million per year. And Again. then they, up, like, I just don't understand what leverage Njoku had to get this big <laughs> yeah, of a contract. Again, not the most questionable decision that the Browns have made in the last six months. Like, I know. It's like, it's like <laughs> you could have signed Will Disley to a $12 million a year contract. And be like, well, yes, that was probably a mistake, but. Let's focus on the Deshaun Watson contract. <laughs> Nobody will notice the Njoku contract. Exactly. Um, I feel like there's got to be some sort of... Nope. Oh, my. Boy, there is... Like is... an out in the contract? Is there's that what you're no talking about? this contract whatsoever. Okay. All right. Um, man. They can't... This is a three-year deal they can't get out of. With two void years in the back end, what are they doing? They also signed Denzel Ward to five year, hundred million. No one cares about that. Uh, first, for a point of reference, Jade Van Clowney signed a one year, eleven million dollar deal. You could argue, I don't know, he didn't have a great year last year. You could argue that he's worth more than his worth his contract more than Njoku is. But yeah. I would much rather have David Njoku on a one year, eleven million dollar deal than a whatever contract he's on. All right, yeah, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying. Again, that's why I'm skeptical of the Browns. It's just they, they can't get out of their own way. They might be idiots. They might still be terrible at their jobs. Zachary Kajar. I mispronounced that. Sorry. Probably Costas just Jar. killing me for my mispronunciations of so Soul? Many. Yeah. What did you mispronounce? Um, You'll say the that. The irony is that Brenton is the guy who I know. plays. It Tyler means he can read. I actually played that on the show last yesterday. <laughs> I was like, but I was like, if you think that's bad, wait till you hear this. Tyron Mathayu. I think I said, um, oh, what was it? It was something. Um, I, so uh, I was, uh, my point was that like a lot of, some of the stuff I mispronounce is like, so, all right, there's an oil company, big ship, the Valdez wrecked off the, uh, Coast yeah. of Alaska. What's it, what, what would you call it? If you stop it, you stop in a, at a gas station. What would you call it? Exxon. Right. What would you call it? Breach. Exxon. What? How do you They're say? Still that? muted. They're still muted. Exxon. Let's say it again. Exxon. Right. I say Exxon. 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 Yes. I basically say Exxon. Yeah. There's another one I did that cost us like there's eggs on your head. Yeah. Yeah, but like the re but I think the reason why is because I live in I don't really talk like a southerner per se, but I live in a place where I, that's all I hear, right? So like when I go back to Harnett County, I I slip into 
if I was a real redneck, I'd be like, man, I, I got to tell you, Flo, I'm going to head on up and get some uh, gas at the eggs on. And so, like, that makes sense. If you have that, if you have that, if you have that inflection. In that context, it sounds like EXX. But when you're. So just, you have been brainwashed. I'm saying like Exxon, it sounds ridiculous. You said a lot of ridiculous things. Why were you talking about oil spills? <laughs> that's a bigger question. He's pro oil spill. That's why. Yeah, there's something else I was mispronouncing that's like, like an EXX, I think. Oh, oh no. Costas asked me. How, all right. So how do you say, how do you say the full version of ETC period comma? Et cetera, yes. et cetera. Ah, how do you say it, Breach? Now, Breach is even, Breach used to say it first because Breach, et cetera, et cetera. Oh boy, he doesn't know how to say it. He said it fast. He's just like, <laughs> I love lamp. <laughs> I say et cetera. You say ex, et cetera. Yeah. How about uh, hey, so like, I listen, I'm going down to the store, I'm gonna get some hay, I'm gonna get some feed, get a bushel of uh, you know, whatever they got there, local seafood. Etc. Yeah, like that when you're making fun of right. Folks. But if I said it like that, it sounds perfectly fine. Okay. When I say etc., it sounds ridiculous. What about the little star behind the word to to note a footnote at the bottom? Asterisk. How do you say that, Princeton? Asterisk. <laughs> he is he is worse than you at saying these words. Oh I think Breach mispronounces three words. And he only uses them football related terms, and that's why we always get them. Yeah, Brinson doesn't know anything. Uh, <laughs> asterisk. 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 How, wait, how, how do you say it? Risk at the end. Asterisk. Oh, not asterisk? No. <laughs> oh my God. Zachary asked, which team in the NFL is most likely to make the 2021 Bengals leap this year in 2022? Okay, so we have to figure out which NFL team is most likely to come out of nowhere and lose the Super Bowl. <laughs> oh, he missed. He missed. Oh, and he may have pulled a hamstring or a muscle, and there is complete elation. So, that clip applies to you because you missed with that joke. Yes. <laughs> Pull up your pants, take off the bra, and be a man. So uh, it's funny that you asked that question. Uh, who's that, Zachary? Yeah, Zachary. Because Gare Podell of CBSSports.com wrote a story on Friday, an eight-minute read, as it turns out. Well, you know that, what? Let's do a teaser. We'll say, Wilson's going to tell you what this story says coming up after the break next the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Go ahead, Wilson. So have you guys seen this headline or the story? No. Breach, have you? I have seen the headline. I have not read the story. Brinson, why don't you guess, you get three guesses which team could make the Bengals like leap. 
Breach knows it because he saw the headline. I'll give you a hint. Just think, uh, second year quarterback. So that that makes that, that mm. narrows it down considerably. Patriots. Wrong. Yeah, you have to assume that they were dog doo doo the year before. No, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because oh, so, this, oh, so I have to assume they've been a terrible football team for like a decade. That's not what the question. Thirty years of losing. Does it built in? <laughs> no. This question is not specific. <laughs> losers who can't win anything for a years bangles, and years and years. And finally, like stumble into a modicum, modicum of success, only to have their hearts ripped out by Matthew Stafford. <laughs> it's a very specific scenario. They have literally been in the playoffs five times in the past decade, Brinson. My God, I mean, I mean, there's got win <laughs> five times. You were crying when they won the when they when they beat the Raiders. <laughs> he was crying when they lost to the Steelers, thanks to. Uh, what's the what's linebacker's name? I can never remember his name. Oh, uh, Vontez Perfect. Vontez Perfect. Yes. That was, that was a cry night for Breach, too. That's, so that's not, the, not the Patriots. Chicago? No, I don't think they're close. <laughs> Thank God. Being honest. I'm just kidding. Um, two or I don't even think Brenton's thinking like the correct qualifier. If you're thinking of... Oh, the Jaguars. No. It's close. That huh. fits your hint, finally. <laughs> you got one more because the other one doesn't fit. The Jets? Yes. That's what Garrett wrote. That's what Garrett Padel wrote. So the Jets. Okay. Uh coaching comparison. Different branches of the same Sean McVay tree. That's one comparison. Oh. <laughs> QB comparison. Painful rookie year to play off bound potentially. I mean, Zach Wilson and Joe Burrow don't really have the same. Uh Burrow's rookie year was. A trillion times better, except that he tore his ACL and yeah, Zach Wilson did fell. Yeah, Zach Wilson would have loved to have torn his ACL just to be done. Listen, I would imagine this isn't the easiest story to write. Hey, go write something about the Jets making the playoffs. So I give Garrett credit. Building the offense primarily through the draft, defense primarily through free agency. Nothing? Um, no. All right. Well, who who is your team most likely to make a Bengals-like leap? Oh, this is specific to the Jets. This is not a what teams could be the. Oh, that was the story. That yeah, that's not the question. Yeah, the question and the story are different. But I saw the headline after seeing the the question. But the story actually... related to the question. Right. So randomly, I just... so I think there's two things you have to look at here because you're saying what team can make a Bengals like leap. If you're talking about a last place team that could get to the Super Bowl, which has only happened like four times in the past thirty years then that opens it up a lot because then you have the Ravens, then you have the Broncos, because both those teams finished in last place the last Jets season. were in last place last season. Yeah, the point. Jets are horrible. And so, you know, Russell Wilson, Lamar Jackson, no one would be surprised if one of those two teams got the Super Bowl. Yeah, or, the di- or is the context of the question, is a crappy team who won not a yes. lot of games and has that's, been bad for a while, who can turn it around? That's the, the question. Bowl? The question is who isn't tra- who, who, which team traded for a Hall of Fame quarterback or which team now has every player back from ACL injuries and COVID, which was the Ravens. I think it's more the latter question. Quick okay. twist of words, Breach. I want to go with... Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, the Jets aren't a, aren't a horrible choice. Uh, you know what's funny, though? I, I honestly would take... So I think the Jets are probably better than the team I'm about to say. You're going to say, Jag- go, say Jaguars, aren't you? And I nope, wrong. I'm going to say the Giants or the Lions. Lions, yes, Giants. I. What gives you any hope that the Giants team will not be terrible? Oh, I, because terrible can make the playoffs in the NFC. Terrible's not going to make the playoffs in the AFC. So if the Jets win nine games. They might not make the playoffs in the AFC. They're loaded. Like, look at all the teams. If the Jets that- win nine games. 
Well, that's he. We're saying, can the yeah. Jets turn it around? If the Jets oh, are Jacksonville, they have to get in the playoffs over the Bills, the Bengals, the the Chiefs, the whole entire AFC West. And so, yeah, but it, then you have to make a a little playoff run there too, which is again, we're talking about the Bengals. So the Giants, number one, I don't know if there's a scenario where they win nine games. Is there? I mean, they're in the NFC East, and they're the worst team in that division. Well, it's just how close are the Giants to the seventh best spot? in the NFC versus how close to the Jets or Jacksonville. This is seventh best well, yeah, spot. I in know. We've, we've that's had, how I view it. We've had you have to get the playoffs to get to the Super Bowl. And I don't think the Jets are is that, Wait, is that true? That's what I heard. Mm, interesting. That's a rumor. I like the Lions argument a little better. I think that division's easier to uh, finish something other than last. I think they're better than the Bears. Again, we'll see what happens with um, Kevin O'Connell and Kirby Cousins. Maybe that'll change the scenery. be a good thing for and the coaches have to be a good thing for the Vikings. Um, I don't know. It's it's uh, look. I don't want to disparage Garrett Pinnell, our coworker, but please stop. Uh oh, that's what Brinson says. Stop what? I don't. I, I mean, Jets, Zach Wilson. The, the Jaguars are a much better pick. Well, you haven't defended him. You've just been over there reading golf. The Bengals won their division, and Joe Burrow had like a monster year. Zach Wilson can't have a monster year. It Zach Wilson doesn't have the pedigree of Joe Joe Burrow. Trevor Joe Lawrence Burrow's- does. What pedigree? Joe Burrow played one year. He was he was in college. But, but Joe Burrow, in a he played he played one year in college. And showed flashes. And he won a title. Zach Wilson went to BYU. Burrow showed flashes of being good his rookie year. We've seen yes. nothing from Zach Wilson. I wouldn't say nothing. Like Zach Wilson was like, ooh, this guy's got a Kyle Bowler style arm. I much prefer Trevor Lawrence. If you had to bet on Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Jared Goff, or Daniel Jones to get to the Super Bowl, who are you betting on? Jared Goff. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, Trevor Lawrence. Excuse me. Taking Jared Goff. But you are taking Jared Goff. I don't who know. Are you I, bet. I don't know. Yeah. Not Zach Wilson. Not Zach. Wilson. Well, yeah, fair enough. But I mean, that was the that's the question. I don't know. I just think that Brian Dable might be able to turn the Giants around and. Well, that's yeah. the hope, but I mean, we have seen very little evidence prior to um, Angel Jones. That's I'm showing up. All right, right, let's move on. <laughs> Josh Alvarez asked, if you could live in one fictional universe, what would it be? Uh, breaches is the answer. Uh, Marvel, <laughs> Harry Potter, et cetera. There you go. Brenton's going et with Marvel. Cetera. Brenton's going with Marvel. Yeah. Um, he, he wants well, to be. He wants to be He-Man. <laughs> that's not Marvel. <laughs> I know. That's like you making fun of Sean about Star Castle Trek. Um, I do love He-Man. Can I don't you know name, the can you name the, Marvel, though. I, I, hold on, hold on. Can you name the live-action actor who played He-Man in the 1987? Dolph You said his name wrong, dum-dum. You had it, though. Dolph Lumgren. No! <laughs> Ralph Lumgren. Dolph is right. He can't get his... He said Dolph? Minson. Breach called him lo- lozenge or so. What'd you call him? You called him Lumgren. I think it's right. Lundgren. What? Say it again. Breach keeps cutting out every time you <laughs> stop talking Tyra for a second. Mathieu. Go ahead, Breach. Lundgren. Tyron Mathieu. No. L-U-N-G-R-E-N. Lundgren. But uh Breach, you didn't know it was Dolph. You gave me that so quick, Breach. You definitely went and saw that as a kid, too. It's on HBO Max right now. By the way, live action He-Man is? Courtney Cox is in there. Yeah. Is she old? Like Courtney Cox. Young? Yeah, she looks like she did in um the Bruce Springsteen video. 
Really? That, that version of Courtney Cox. Man. Lady, I feel like Lady Debo Eagles. would pick the world of Ace Ventura because the Eagles actually made the Super Bowl. <laughs> yes. I was wondering where you're going. <laughs> Which world? So Brinson's in Marvel. Where are you living, Breach? No, I, uh, I don't think I'm doing Marvel. Oh. Marvel, a lot of bad stuff happens in the Marvel. Well, that's the universe. other thing. Like and Star it Wars doesn't really benefit any of the regular humans there. Like Star Wars, you're gonna get shot and killed. Yeah. Um, you get to fly spaceships, but for how long? Um that's the other thing because I was thinking like Westeros, you're dying in three seconds. Somebody's chopping your head off, you're getting blown yeah. up. Yeah, absolutely not Westeros. So you, well, that's what I'm saying. So you gotta be careful what you pick here because you don't want to die in the first 10 minutes you're in your fictional world. I don't know where you are. And I don't want to be turned into a cat, so I'm not going to Harry Potter world. What are the other universes? There's like I don't DC. Know. I would probably, I'm going to live in the Shrek universe. Shrek might be. No one dies. You just mind your own business. You'll live in a swamp. Yeah. What's a, what's a uplifting Disney movie? Toy Story. Because the toys are alive. Yeah, but the, there's the toy. The guy who owns Ooh, toy, toy Story. Toy Story. Like, no, no, no. But if you live in Toy Story, do you have to be a toy or are you like a person? I mean, well, it's up to you, I think. If you're a toy, that's not that's not a great situation. Because what's his if you're name? You're a toy that's worse than Westeros. <laughs> well, it's not worse. It's similar. At least Westeros, you're just going to be a farmer somewhere, like in a, a far off. Region. Yeah, and they show up and burn your house down, and then they, they oh, cut yeah, your head but off. Like you're a toy. You're you're sub subject to the whims of like Annabelle Breach. <laughs> yeah. Or Robbie Brinson. God knows. <laughs> no offense, kid. Again, faulty parenting. Uh, yeah, or, this is this is a tough question. Um, let me see. What's uh? I mean, I'm not so sure. I mean, I'm what not about so Jurassic sure. Park? Life isn't better than some of these. Why houses. would that be good? Jurassic because Park. you live in a world where dinosaurs exist. That'd oh, you want to go to Jurassic Park? <laughs> no, I don't want to go to Jurassic Park. Are you I just on want the island? You live in a world where dinosaurs are alive. That's it. Are you on the island? Yes, no, or no? I'm not on the island. No, okay. I'm not on the island. So you just. Live, it's, it's 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 you. I get to live knowing that dinosaurs exist, everything else is the same. That's cool. Oh, you know what? How is that better? That's much better. It's you right now, but there are deadly dinosaurs roaming loose. Breach is the guy, some idiot couldn't contain them in a park. Breach is the guy feeding the velociraptors. Oh, this is a great job. You're like, I have my, <laughs> I have I have the same existence, but I'm going to add. <laughs> Random deadly dinosaurs roaming the world because they were released because every time because as Doctor Ian uh, what's his last name? Sure, Doctor Malcolm. Doctor Malcolm. Yeah, nice. Look at Breach. Yeah, Ian Malcolm said. All right. What nice, about uh, nice this? This boy. actually might not be a terrible one. I'm trying to think. I can't remember the details of the movie, but uh, Avatar might be okay. No, okay, okay I've never please. seen it. Oh God, it's fantastic. Did you ride the ride, ride? But I've never seen it. You got to work in outer space. You're you're dealing with aliens, and there's a fifty percent chance you die. No, you live on the Avatar world. Would you get to fly the little dragon things? And I think. Have you have you done the ride at Disney? No, I haven't been to Disney. In it is. I remember you talking about it, but it's even more disconcerting that you still have not seen the movie. You have no frame. I of was reference. supposed to watch it and live tweet it. I was supposed to. Oh. The Bruins lost the Hurricanes last year. No, literally no one. And cares. you didn't reschedule it. <laughs> there are a lot of people on pins and needles waiting for that for instance i'll reach out of nowhere with the overhead right <laughs> what about the what about ryan also always loves to say we live in a simulation what about the matrix yeah nice. i mean well the problem, the problem is though, when you see the blue pill and i'm just dumb i'm just like you know like a pot yeah, you're not alive you don't have to deal with the robots you just no but the, the problem is incredible. if you get killed in the simulation you're dead that's the problem 
Oh. Uh, yeah, okay. but like if you die in real life, you're dead. Oh, The Simpsons. Ooh, sign me up. Like he could be Ned Flanders. Do you guys say like Looney Tunes World? Yeah, Looney Tunes World counts, but like which one? Are you? Like, but are you? But are you like Coyote Roadrunner? Like, are like you animated? You're yourself in the Looney. So in and you're in just Space like scam, right? There is certain like you do survive. Like you can like be beat up and punched and. Have an anvil dropped in your head. And it just- I think like Michael Jordan would have had a pretty good time if he didn't have to beat the monsters and focus all his energy on building a basketball team. Thank I you for not saying that. I didn't. I, I never saw. I never. Saw. I also don't want an Huh? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I could live in an animated world full time because that's like um. I don't. I mean, it's better than like Westeros and or real or life. Or is this like Who Framed Roger Rabbit, where you're in the that's human world and yeah. animated people live there? No, that's- it's not because Who Framed Roger Rabbit is his own world, as opposed to Looney Tunes, which clearly has separate rules that interact with the animated people. Please pay attention. I literally just said that. I said, would you rather live in the Who Framed Roger? No, Rabbit you said, or is it a Roger Rabbit situation? Right, which it's is not, a different world. It's not it's Roger Rabbit. Correct. Right, it would not be Roger Rabbit. Because my idea is better than yours. Oh, my God. So you want to live in Roger Rabbit like a freak show? You think Have you, you seen Jessica Rabbit? Yes. I knew it. I knew it. Here, some small chance with Jessica Rabbit, and you don't. You have zero chance with Jessica Rabbit. That's incorrect. I can't believe your wife has to hear that. <laughs> she listened to this podcast. She's like, you're like, whoa, whoa, but wait, Jessica Rabbit's there. It's like, oh yeah, Jessica Beale's in real life. You have no chance with Jessica Beale. And guess what? Neither one's talking to you. Correct. Especially when you're like, by the way. I chose this world for you. <laughs> She's like, oh my God. Why are you oh, using your Sean voice to make that's no, no, no. I'm, I'm done. All right, let's go to the next question. <laughs> that's, that's a tough question. That's a tough one. Um, let us know in the comments. Yeah, let's go to the next question. It's my favorite one on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> what, can Brown, what can Brown do for you at Bleep Checker? Is this still considered a daily podcast? No, it sure feels that way. <laughs> Eight times a week. Brenton is now taking off nine days a week, and since there's only seven days a week, that's I'll take throwing the math. Off. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I care deeply, obviously, about this podcast. Right? You, is it <laughs> in Brenton's defense? This podcast well, has. Well, I'm much... just curious. Like, what would lead you to believe this is not a daily podcast? Well, I think last week or two weeks ago, there was there was a little there's rut a day in there where it didn't happen. And then the second day after that showed up like 4 p.m. So it was almost, it felt like two episodes of people who tune in in the morning or look to download it. I know that Breach and I did a couple Friday mailbags by ourselves. I don't, I won't, I won't. I called and said, you just had to make stuff up for the newsletter. Like area sports writer has to come up with his own ideas. Is that what it is? I'm supposed to rehash the podcast. So please. Um, at PF an outrageous question, an PF, outrageous question. At PF Doom asks, "When's Benson going to come on the podcast sober?" As the follow up, <laughs> no answer. All right these yet. people just grilling Brenton. Man, what's going on here? On the, is this on the? Is this, is this in the chat? I, I, I forgot to turn on. No, the it's if you scroll down the the questions that Depot gave us. Oh. Um, probably in twenty twenty three. All right, that's fair. That's over under. Yeah. All right, All right, let we'll, me, get let more, me, we'll get one more serious question. Let me ask a would you rather, then we'll get out of here. A, a, a follow-up would you rather. No, no, no. I got, I got, uh, at full sin seven, at full sin, full sin Sven, whose name is Steve, asked, would you trade Tyler Lockett 
for the 1.09 in this year's rookie draft? It's a dynasty question. I would rather, oof. I'm trying to think who's the 109 in this class. I have no idea because I don't play. Well, you're a, you're a draft writer. So I don't think of the eight, who are the eight, who are the best offensive players in this draft in their landing spots? But the quarterbacks don't, won't go in the top eight, right? Mm, the quarterbacks, your quarterback situation on your dynasty league would matter for sure. But these quarterbacks kind of stink. So, so Jonathan Taylor, like he's number no, one. No, 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 no. It's a rookie draft only. Oh, rookie draft. Yeah, oh, okay. like only the guys well, from this. Oh, I see. So he wants to trade Tyler Lockett to get to the ninth pick to find something Right, better. so is Drake yeah. London the first? Drake London, Chris Olave will be in New Orleans. Uh, Garrett Wilson will be with the Jets. Uh, Jets also got um, the running back. So Ryan basically State. the question is, can you get someone, is the ninth best rookie, will that person give you the production of Tyler Lockett? Tyler Lockett uh, with Drew Lockett. Or without Jason. Russ Wilson. That, oh, that That's that's close, right. So um, – Ken Walker will be in Seattle. I mean, Ken Walker might be more productive than Tyler Lockett. All right, here are I'm going to use uh, DynastyLeagueFootball.com, a great resource for Dynasty uh, Dynasty fantasy owners. Brees Hall, the number one. Brees, that's the name I can think of. Drake London, two. Garrett Wilson, three. Kenneth Walker, four. Traylon Burks, Jameson Williams, Chris Olave, George Pickens. Jahan Dotson, nine. Mm. The question is, would you rather have Jahan Dotson? A couple things. Or Tyler Lockett? Jameson Williams is not going to be ready. Um, I would take Jameson Williams. Traylon Burks is struggling with sort of asthmatic issues, it sounds like, already. Uh, George Pickens is a second-round pick. I don't know how much he's going to play. So uh, Tyler Lockett feels like the better choice. Well, and you could also get um, Sky Moore, Christian Watson, or James Cook if you wanted to there. Christian Watson. I think I would. I would. I would say Tyler Lockett. But I think it depends on where your team is. So, like, if your team is in a good spot where you think you can win this year, probably Tyler Lockett. If your team is sort of rebooting, and you're like Tyler Lockett could go for 800 yards this year. Sky Moore could go for 800 yards. Yeah. Right, but one of them is a rookie as the third option on the on a great Chiefs team who's going to become a better option. But is anybody taking Sky Moore? Anyone taking Sky Moore ninth overall in the dynasty draft? He's going like top twelve. Or you can only take rookies, maybe. Huh. I'm trying to lock at twenty nine. We'll be thirty by the time the you know, a week, you know, a month into the season. Right. He's not going to have a good quarterback for at least. Like he's going to be thirty one. Tyler Lockett contract. Because if I feel like he's under contract for you just signed a new deal, right? He's under contract through 2025. Or they can get rid of him after 2023. Actually, they get rid of him after this year. Whoa. He has no guaranteed money left after this year. Uh oh. Don't get rid, get rid of Lockett. Well, no, I think you want him off Seattle. If Sky Moore, if Tyler Lockett signed with the Chiefs after this season, you would take Tyler Lockett over Sky Moore for the next three years, right? But then you're just giving up on 2022, just tanking. <laughs> Tank for Tua. I don't take in fantasy. I I'm would trade gonna... Tyler Lockett unless I was a unless I was sure I was contending and I felt like I needed a, a wide receiver three option. Brinson. I would trade Tyler Lockett for that pick and draft uh, James Cook. You play. 
to win the game. The game. Not Dynasty. You play to win the long game. Rich. No, you play to win the game every year. That's not how this you works. You win the short game, the long game, the medium game. You never want to lose. <laughs> Which league do you want to lose in? Zach Taylor, 2021, right before the Super Bowl game. Uh, all right, I'm going to ask this question. We'll get out of here. With no experience whatsoever and with your life depending on a finish in the top half of the field, would you have to be, would you rather have to be a jockey in the Kentucky Derby or a driver in the Indy 500? Oh, uh, Indy 500. You have to finish the top half of the field. You I'm, have to go- I'm, I'm, I'm probably winning it. You know what the 500 says, stands for, right? Yeah. I mean, what? He doesn't know. 500 laps. That's right. 500 miles. Yeah. So you're, so the, the race will be over in short order. You got to drive for 500. <laughs> At least you get to drive an Indy car for 500 laps. Well, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Your life depends on uh, it. Well, it's, it's not the same thing, though. It's not 500 laps. 500 miles, whatever. Yeah. That's it's 200 said. laps. 200 laps. When that horse miles. comes out limp of the gate, you're like, oh, I'm dead. And, 65 seconds well and the other part is like i i feel like i'm the only person here that is oh, jockey size that's true so Wait, it's gonna be hard to the person who do you have any experience with horses because no, i'm just saying this be if you weigh more or taller it's gonna be harder to finish in the top half of the field which I, is automatically sorry, you say way more taller way more, way more taller or you're taller so if your weight is high or you are tall you don't want to be if the jockey way more or are taller that's what he said, yeah. I yeah, said, if you're way more taller, you're in trouble. No, he's so you. it'll make it harder to finish in the top half of the field if either of those things are true. That's, so that's I, a good I, point. I, I agree with Brinson. That's where I was going with this point, and he was trying to dunk on you, mess up English again. And why? Why did you? <laughs> like why did know you what I was disagree with me to agree with me? I didn't disagree with you. I was explaining oh, why, as the only person who's short enough to be a jockey, I was explaining why being in the Derby would not be a good decision. So you would rather. I guess that, I mean, if you're in the car for 500 miles, you can just never get out of the car. And then maybe that case you can never get killed. Well, that's right. <laughs> the, the driver has taken off, folks. He has moved straight past the track and is driving down the streets of Indianapolis. Um, well, I mean, it's also like, are you, I can't remember if the Indy 500 applies here, but like, I know F1 stuff is like very de- car dependent. Like NASCAR, a driver can win. Like, NASCAR, do you think you're a good racer, or you just rather do that than I'm ride a, great, a horse? I'm a great driver, a great racer. Who told you that? I just am. Debo, what are you doing? Oh, Debo just got. Debo just got I, I, by I a horse. had a, a a few recent run-ins with horses. <laughs> Despite all oh, that, I'm right. still picking that. Oh, I'm, he's taking the horse. That's easy. That is the separation. This is not like a a slight to jockeys, but the separation of of what you need to do over the course of 200 laps. As as a right. driver versus what you need to do Fair. in two minutes, like I think it's you can point. you can ride that horse if you have a great horse, even if you have a the best car, the separation between you and those drivers' skill level is is so insane. There's no way you're in the top half. Oh, but wait, Debo, are you accounting for the fact that Brinson says he's a great driver? <laughs> I don't buy that. <laughs> no sure one does. Sure I think Debo makes a strong point. And Breach, do you want to reconsider now that you are diminutive and you would have a you'd have a top flight horse? Debo just convinced me to go to the Derby. I'm in the Derby. Well, I'm going to train for the Derby. I'm going to get in the Derby in two years. How about that? Okay, that's that's not true. Um, the Derby is like a way like, – there is a much, much, much higher percentage chance that you win the Kentucky Derby as a jockey than okay. you win the 8500 as a driver. That doesn't make – that makes serious. It's way more random. No, I don't think so. What? What do you mean? No, you don't think so. You think it's less random? What are you talking about? I don't know what you're basing that on. Are you just saying it's, stuff? Your horse is running on dirt, b- 
like it's insane horses right guys, we have a commenter molly p saying as a professional horse trainer you guys aren't going to be in the top half of a horse race <laughs> so stop with the horse race stuff. Oh! are you switch, are you switching again breach are you back I'm, to the car switching back to love, my love molly p <sighs> oh professional horse trainer wow i said i said i said indy 500 from jump street i'm not changing yeah but you say a lot of things because because no oh, debo who can't even be around a horse without having some kind of experience comes in and is like, Oh, trust me. I'll take, I'm horse. not saying either are likely. What happened? To, what, what was your horse experience? Diva? Tell them, I tell couldn't them. even get on the thing. And I'm saying this. What happened? I, Did you, um, foot, didn't it? Who hurt you? This, this horse. Is All right. So in this past year, <laughs> this past year, there were 33 cars in the Indy 500. Does that sound right? No, it seems like there's more, isn't there? Or maybe that, maybe that is right. So, I guess so, so you have to finish 16th. There were 20 horses in the Kentucky Derby. So you yeah. have to finish in the top 10. So what's your what are you saying? What does that lean you towards? The the, the one where I don't have to finish in the top ten. So I finished top half. I mean, if you do the math, half is half. Top ten. Just, top there's 10. a lot more room for a beginner to make mistakes over the course of three four hours than. Well, but in the car race, ride. car race drivers also make. There could be a car wreck that knocks out ten cars, and all of a sudden. You okay, let, drive, let me drive ten miles an hour the rest of the way, and you. And again, in- the the stipulation is that with zero experience. So how how are you going to pull into the pit stop? You going to do that? Yeah, you just if you're taking a left turn, Wilson. It's how do you know? Insane. How do you know when to go in though? When my gas is empty, when my tires <laughs> tread is low. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. When my screen. engine light goes on. What are you talking about? Do you know how you'll know when to go pit? When the guy in your ear says, "Come into the pit," not listen, when your gas is empty. Listen to Lightning McQueen here. He has no idea what he's talking about. Well, you have a radio. You're talking. You've never watched any racing. You have a radio. No. They're talking on the radio. Why this man can't operate? Like, my tires explode. I'll pull into the pit. <laughs> this man can't operate a goddamn scooter. Yet he thinks he's Marshall Andretti. <laughs> <laughs> you can't operate a goddamn horse. <laughs> oh my gosh! You did fall off a scooter. In broad daylight, sober. <laughs> uh, well, were you, I think, were you sober when the horse stepped on your face? Yeah, <laughs> you were sober. You were going to work. I just said I was sober on the scooter uh, when I fell off. I thought you trying to make the, the the differentiation between you and Debo. Well, I think that's the point of the question. It's it's not easy. It's not an easy answer. No, unlike, I mean, you're you're probably dying either way. Unlike the diaper and crying answer, got that one. Okay. Ironically, you should wear a diaper while doing either of these events and then get to go. Yes, and that way when you die, you'll be wearing a diaper. <laughs> All right. And that was the would you rather. That was not a mailbag question. Right. It's a good one. That's that maybe the best would you rather yet. That's more pretty- of those, Wilson. More of those. Yeah. They're, they're, they're coming. And that'll do it for the podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Hope you either have or had a great weekend. For Breach, for Wilson, I'm Brinson. We'll see you guys later. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.